Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. pitcher it might not be the pitcher that you would want them to sign but they have signed kyle gibson nonetheless to a one-year deal with a club option for another year and i'm just gonna go ahead and say it cardinals twitter has erupted uh it really felt like the lance lynn move was their safe third they need another like a half of like that was the half and the two and a half that at least that's what it seemed like to me or that's what i was hoping but the Kyle Gibson move literally is a carbon copy of the Lance Lynn deal. I mean, there's so many juxtapositions. I mean, both players are 36 years old. The money's about the same. Literally, there's a club option for another deal. It's literally the same thing. And it's another Band-Aid move, in my opinion, that's not really a long-term solution like signing a Yamamoto or a Blake Snell, somebody who can be featured at the top of their rotation now to be fair the cardinals still do have an opportunity to make a move like that but when you we look at kyle gibson i mean i don't really outside of being an innings eater for the past two seasons i mean last season in baltimore 4.73 era 33 games started yes he did pitch 192 innings but he gave up almost 200 hits he gave up 198 hits and doesn't really strike out people at an impressive clip, which I thought the Cardinals were going to be locked in on guys who could strike people out. Lance Lynn, Lance Lynn can actually strike people out. He, he very impressive stats when it comes to strikeouts, but Kyle Gibson, not so much. And I really don't understand. Uh, like to me, Kyle Gibson on a good team, on a playoff team, is a four or five starter. And to me, you already had guys like that. You already have Steven Madsen, Miles Michaelis, guys who are number three in the rotation guys at best. Lance Lynn, same story. He's number four or five in the rotation at best. So in my opinion, your starting rotation is Lance Lynn, three, Kyle Gibson, four, and Miles Michaelis, five. You have all three of those guys are four or five starters on a good team and then steven Matz is all in that same category so in my in my opinion they still need two arms they need an ace they need a 1a and they need a 1b because let's look at philadelphia philadelphia has zach wheeler and aaron nola now that that, that they resigned him atlanta has spencer strider i mean who are you matching up with the cubs the cubs are going to be in on players like Yamamoto, you better believe that they're going to make some big moves. And and who knows what they're thinking right now. The Cubs are in the Shohei Otani, legitimately in the Shohei Otani sweepstakes. And the Cardinals are over here signing Kyle Gibson 
and Lance Lynn to one-year deals. No disrespect to those players, but come on, Cardinals. And maybe the big move's coming. Maybe the big move's coming, and I we all just need to relax. Mosellock said as much today. He said more moves are coming, more moves are on the way, but this is very discouraging. This is very frustrating. This is same old, same old shopping at the discount bin. This is shopping at this is shopping at Kmart. This is shopping at the dollar store. This is putting $23 million that you could have put toward a sunny gray, let's face it, which now the likelihood of that happening, who knows? Who like they, they sure could use Sunny Gray, but who knows what they're gonna do? I mean, they'd lose a precious draft pick if they did that. And they could have put that towards something they actually needed, which is a 1B starter. Like 25 million, 30 million over a long period of time would get you that ace, right? The Aaron Nola type deal. And maybe, maybe, like I said, maybe they're still going to do it. Maybe Yamamoto's on the horizon. But this is, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to speak from my fan perspective. This is very frustrating. This is gut-wrenching. This is, how can this be your answer? How can these guys, how can we keep going down the John Lester, J.A. Happ route? I get it that you traded for Montgomery at the deadline that one time, that one year, and that turned out to be a pretty good trade. But this is not going to be good enough. What's the point if, if we don't go after a big free agent arm or two, right? If it's not Yamamoto and Sonny Gray, if it's not, you know, Blake Snell and and son Jordan Montgomery, if it's these are the type of arms that we need because right now, as it stands, you have Lance Lynn, you have um, uh, Kyle Gibson, you have Miles Michaelis, you have Stephen Matz, you have Matthew Libertor, you have uh, Drew Rom, you have Zach Thompson as starting pitchers. And what about that says that that's any better than what you had going into 2023 with? Because the best pitcher that you had in 2023. 2023 uh jordan montgomery is on another team and the likelihood of you signing him is not very good so i don't know what the plan is here it really seems like this is more of the same old same old bargain bin shopping cardinals that we've always seen when it comes to free agents starting pitching nothing's changed here so the cardinals are gonna have to prove it to me and i i've kept saying like i'm gonna hope for the best but i'm gonna mentally prepare for the worst and this really, really seems like the worst. And not, again, it's nothing against Kyle Gibson or Lance Lynn. I'm sure they're fine individuals. I'm sure they're upstanding citizens. I'm sure they're very neighborly. I'm guessing they are. But when, when it comes to being a serious contender for the playoffs, when you have Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, you sign Wilson Contreras to be the last piece of the puzzle on offense to fill that Yadier Molina void. When you have Jordan Walker and Lars Newtbar and Brendan Donovan and Tommy Edmond and Mason Wynn, and the list goes on and on there. When you have all this talent on offense, when you can reclaim your defensive authority very easily, you have very talented defensive players. This does not seem like a good solution. This seems like a Band-Aid approach. This seems like a Band-Aid over a gaping cannonball wound, it, uh, the starting pitching for the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm sorry. It does. And ho- I'm hoping they prove me wrong, but this is basically what I predicted. I predicted on Long Live Baseball 
that they would go down the bargain bin route, that they, they're not a serious team when it comes to spending money in free agency. They've never been good at it. And this is what they do. The Cardinals are closer to the Minnesota Twins, closer to the Oakland Athletics than they are to the Atlanta Braves. And that's saying something like not this version of the Oakland Athletics. I'm telling you, I'm talking about the small market team that overachieved. That's the St. Louis Cardinals. They're closer to that version of the Oakland Athletics in it, but not really a big player with the big boys, which is embarrassing with with the amount of fan support that they get and the the market that they play in they're they're not a major market but they're a big enough market to pay up for a legitimate starting pitcher or two they are and instead what we've gotten so far is is Lance Lynn 36 year old Lance Lynn and 36 year old Kyle Gibson the Taj Mahal of mediocrity at the starting pitching position contract wise age wise height wise not weight wise Lance Lynn weighs a bit more he's 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 a big he's a big guy but it's it's that's exactly what it is it's the Taj Mahal of mediocrity man it's like you build a cardboard structure out of glue and duct tape trying to trying to patch this starting rotation together trying to find mid answers to a not so mid problem. It's ridiculous. It's not a good sign. This is this is even worse. I was willing to forgive the Lance Lynn thing. All right. I was willing to forgive the Lance Lynn thing, but this is another Lance Lynn signing. And if you're only going to sign one more pitcher, it better be Yamamoto or Snell, or it better be a trade for uh, Glasnow. It better be something big. Because if it's another signing like Michael Waka or Seth Lugo, and again, nothing against these people, nothing against these guys. They're fine players. I'm sure they're fine citizens. Nothing against even John Mosaylock or Bill DeWitt personally. But it was pretty obvious what you needed. It was pretty obvious. for the To me, to, mo, to a lot of fans, it was obvious, not just this season, but for the, for the past three years. And if your real solution is Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson, and that's it, and and then one more pitcher, and that's it, if that's your solution, you're so out of touch that you deserve everything that would happen to you in baseball, on the baseball side, as much as it would pain fans, as much as it's going to pain me to see the Cubs sign all these players, right? Because the Cubs are are all in, baby. The Cubs are going to make some moves. And so we'll see what the Cardinals do. John Mosaylock says more moves are coming, but this is very disheartening. This is very disheartening. And now I was going to do a podcast. I was going to do a podcast on, for the for Believe in St. Louis podcast about what I'm thankful for, what I'm thankful for, uh, because it's Thanksgiving, right? And so, th- but this seems like an odd transition and it is, but I'm going to try to make it anyway. Because I was going to try to be positive because I thought, oh boy, I am thankful that the Cardinals, you know, still have some money to spend. And I am thankful for that. I'm thankful that they've been winners in the past. So I'm going to give you five things that I'm thankful for right now because I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan. And number one, or actually number five on the list is Tommy Edmond. 
I am thankful for Tommy Edmond because Tommy Edmond has done nothing but be a really, really good baseball player. This past season, he was one of the best defensive players on the team, and he really filled a void in center field that the Cardinals really didn't have a good answer for. And he actually played really good defensively in center field. And still an underrated, underappreciated player. He had over a two war. He hit 248 uh, with a, over a 700 OPS. I mean, a little bit below average there, but he filled, he can fill multiple positions for you. And he's going to be super valuable for some team if the Cardinals do decide to trade him away because he can play center field. He can play second base. He can play short. He can play third at a very, not just a good level, but a very high level. So I'm thankful for Tommy Edmond. I'm thankful for Jordan Walker, number four. Jordan Walker is just, he was just 21 years old, guys. Just 21 years old. And it's going to be so much fun to watch him play in 2023. Jordan Walker hit 16 home runs, batted 276, 51 RBIs, and and just over 400 at-bats, 420. Had uh, an above average OPS at 787. And I think really he he started, if you were watching the games, and I know all of you were, he was really starting to come around towards the end of last season. He was really starting to find his groove. And it's going to be so much fun to see him with Mason Wynn, with his buddy playing baseball. It really, like watching him play to me, really brought a joy and a youthful energy to a team that, you know, let's face it, has some veterans on the team in Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Wilson Contreras. Um, So Jordan Walker is the player that I'm thankful for at number four. Number three, I'm just going to say it, Wilson Contreras. I'm thankful that the Cardinals have Wilson Contreras on their team heading into 2024 because Wilson Contreras had every, like, some people, some players would have folded, right? When just weeks into your big contract with a new team, your team is saying, yeah, we're not sure if you're he's going to be our catcher anymore, right? We're not sure. There are some issues here. Our pitchers are having some issues with Wilson Contreras. And he, and he started off the season really poorly. And his, his bat was, was not very good. But he he turned it around. And in 2023, he had over a three war, 3.4 wins above replacement, 20 home runs. He batted 264, 67 RBIs, even stole six bases, 826 OPS. He's going to be a big part of the St. Louis Cardinals team, not just this year, but going forward. And I hope they give him the opportunity to catch primarily to be the primary catcher, right? I hope they give him that opportunity because I think he's earned it. And Ivan Herrera, as much as I like Ivan Herrera and the potential of Ivan Herrera, let's face it, I I think he's best suited as a backup for now. And he can fill in certainly, and that's an option that that Wilson Contreras could be moved to DH. But I would like to see Wilson Contreras primarily used as a catcher in 2024. And I think they will. Uh, I think, I think, Wilson Contreras is going to work hard in the offseason. Who knows if Yadier Molina comes back. Uh, Bob Nightingale doesn't think so, uh, to, to be fair. Reports have come out that, you know, it's probably not going to happen. But if it if it did, you know, Yadier would be a big help to somebody like Wilson Contreras. And I think Wilson Contreras is going to put in the work. He, he I think he proved who he was last year. 
And I think he's going to be the primary catcher for the St. Louis Cardinals and really be a, a one, two, three punch in the middle of that order. I mean, gosh, you could even go down the line uh, in that order, right? With Goldschmidt, Arenado, uh, Wilson Contreras, Nolan Gorman, Jordan Walker, Tom, you know, Brendan Donovan, Tommy. I mean, very few holes in that, in that lineup. And that's going to be my, I know I said top five. This is going to be my two B is the lineup for the St. Louis Cardinals. If you just look on paper at a potential starting lineup for the St. Louis Cardinals, it, it is scary. If they're completely healthy, I didn't even mention Lars Newtbar. I mean, in the outfield, you have Jordan Walker, Lars Newtbar, and probably Tommy Edmond in center. That would be your best defensive team and your best offensive team, I think. Well, maybe not defensively, depending on what happens with Jordan Walker and how he develops there, but you get what I'm saying. The most exciting outfield I think that the Cardinals currently have would be those three guys. Then you go to the infield, and it's Goldschmidt and Arenado, which we'll talk about. Then Mason Wynn at shortstop, and Nolan Gorman likely at second, and Brendan Donovan's thrown in there too. So likely, I still think likely somebody's going to get traded, but as of right now, that's primarily your middle infield that those are your players and then you have Wilson Contreras behind the plate that is a top 10 no doubt about it lock it in lineup in major league baseball it just is and it also has the potential of rebounding defensively your position players are really 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 good and let's talk about Paul Goldschmidt because he's the number two on my list of players that I'm thankful for on the St. Louis Cardinals Paul Goldschmidt former MVP winner with the St. Louis Cardinals has been nothing but consistent in his time with St. Louis. I know towards the end of last year, Paul Goldschmidt tailed off a little bit and a lot of people point to that and think, Oh, he's a 36 year old player. He's right in line with uh, Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson, a 36 year old club. Um, But he did play really well. Still. He, his wins above replacement was right in line with Wilson Contreras at 3.4, 25 home runs, 268 batting average, 810 OPS, above average OPS, and even stole 11 bases. So he had a really good year by all accounts, and he's been nothing but consistent. If you look back at his time with the St. Louis Cardinals since he got here in 2019, the lowest he's batted is 260. Uh, the lowest amount of home runs that he's hit was actually this year in um in 2023 with 25 unless you count the 2020 season the covid season where he only hit six home runs the lowest batting average i already said that 260 his lowest total amount of rbis was this season with 80 so he's been nothing but consistent and we all know he won the mvp in 2022 so he is a steadying force he's played and he's he's not missed any games either Played 161 games in 2019, 58 out of 60 games in 2020, 158 games in 2021, 151 games in 2022, and 154 games in 2023. Paul Goldschmidt's a stud. I will root for him forever. He's a solid dude by all accounts, and he's going to be a staple of the team this year. We'll see what they decide to do with him going into a contract year, but, I mean, that's going to be a decision they have to make. And it's probably going to depend on the season that he has this year. I don't know if a contract extension is going to be in the works or not. We'll have to see. The Cardinals have bigger fish to fry right now. You know, they're, they're too busy signing 
Lance Lynn and, and Kyle Gibson and probably, uh, you know, Seth Lugo's next and then we'll we'll be good to go. But I kid, of course, I'm being sarcastic. Um, but the number one thing that I am thankful for and the number one thing as of right now that I'm looking forward to. And I'm sorry, I just have a, a soft spot, a spot in my heart for third baseman. Uh, I was a third baseman in high school. And Nolan Arenado is the player that I'm most thankful for that the Cardinals have. I know last year he didn't have a great season by his standards. He wasn't the best defensively, although that got turned around last uh, towards the end of the year. Um, he had 26 home runs, 266 batting average, 93 RBIs, uh, 774 OPS, just slightly above average. So, But I think Nolan Arenado is going to have a good year in 2024. I really do. Because he's still just 32 years old, going to be 33, still in his prime. I think, again, I think he's one of the best, if not the best defensive third baseman in all of baseball. And I think he's going to rebound. I think both Goldschmidt and Arnado are a great combination of just solid professionals um, and not only great players, but great people as well. So you always like to cheer for that. Um, and I, again, one of my favorite players of all time, one of my favorite uh, Cardinals of all time uh, was Scott Rowland playing third base. And it just brings brings back memories of Scott Rowland for me, watching Nolan Arnado play third base because there's nothing like it to me in baseball. The shortstop, third base, watching Ozzie Smith, watching players like Scott Rowland, Nolan Arnado. It's just worth the price of admission every time. And I know it's a cliche, but I will be very, very thankful that Nolan Arnado is on the team. And I'll be even more thankful if John Mozeliak and Bill DeWitt figure this thing out, go out and sign Yamamoto, go out and sign or trade for either Sonny Gray, you'd have to sign Sonny Gray, or trade for Tyler Glasnow or Dylan Cease or Shane Bieber, something. Because we still, in my opinion, are two pitchers away. And I know likely it's probably not going to happen, but I'm still hoping that big, big arms are coming to the Cardinals. I want to hear what you think, though. I want to hear what you, you are thankful for this Thanksgiving, this holiday season. I want to hear what you're thankful for. And I also want to hear what pitchers or what moves do you think the Cardinals still make, need to make. What do you think of the Kyle Gibson move, the Lance Lynn move? Let me know. You can uh, actually DM me at the, the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, has a Twitter account. I'm now in charge of it. You can DM me there at Believe, B-L-E-V, in St. Louis, STL Cardinals, on Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. Or you can shoot me an email at Seth dot d-i-e-w-o-l-d at gmail.com again just to recap the cardinals have signed kyle gibson uh to go along with lance lynn so their rotation as of right now and according to Mosellock, other moves are coming the rotation as of right now miles michaelis lance lynn kyle gibson steven matz matthew libertor drew rom or zach thompson likely filling out that fifth spot in the rotation as of right now, but again, I, 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 I believe more moves are coming. I hope more major moves are coming, multiple moves, hopefully two, hopefully a trade and a signing because they, they have the cap, they have the money 
available to them. They have people to trade away that, you know, clubs would be interested in. So they can definitely make this happen. It's just a matter of, are they going to pull the trigger? Are they going to get aggressive? So far, not so good, but it's still salvageable. So there you go. There's positive Seth. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Seth underscore D-I-E-W-O-L-D. You can follow the show at B-L-E-V, Believe in STL Cards on the X on Twitter. And until next time, go Cardinals and see you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.